Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Matt and Machete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. What's up? How the heck are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. Yeah, I probably could complain, but I'm not going to waste the good listener's time today. Are you sure? Do you need to do a little vet? No, I might when we get into um, what I'm feeling this week. But let's start with you. What are okay. you feeling this week? So I think either last week or the week before, I shared with you guys that I um, had a partnership with a spa. She, she calls it a um, she calls it skin therapy, which I oh. love. Yeah. And so I was supposed to start that following week, but um, some things came up. And so I actually um, today went for my first facial and not my first facial in life, but my first facial um, as part of the partnership. And it was a really great experience. So I want to give a shout out to Ashley Howell at Skinderlust. Um, located in Beltsville, Maryland. And I got the Lust for More facial, which was the, um, you know, standard sort of 60-minute facial plus some special treatments. I did like microdermabrasion and um, I did like a special herbal mask. It had like some chamomile and stuff in it, some collagen, some vitamin C glowing stuff, just lots of cool stuff. And um, learned a little bit more about skin. So that was some good education in there. And she sent me home with some um, products that I'm going to be trying and sharing about on Instagram, some hyaluronic acid and um, some different exfoliants. And yeah, I'm excited to kind of share my journey over the next several months. So I'll be keeping you guys posted, but I had a fantastic um, experience at Skinderlust. So that's what I'm loving. I love that. I actually need a good exfoliant and I need a mm. new cleanser. Mm. Um, so maybe I need to go in for some skin therapy. Yeah. She told me I had a little bit of, um, she told me I had great skin, which was nice, nice and affirming to hear. But she did tell me that I had some um, dehydration, some some dry spots. And so oh, okay. um, she just talked to me about some cleanser options. I might mm-hmm. be like over Cleansing. washing my face, yeah. yeah, stripping my face. And so... Um, once they get you under that, you know, bright right. light mm-hmm. and that and that um, magnifying glass, they're able to really get into it. So, girl, don't put me under. The, I mean, put me under the bright light, but I'm glad <laughs> it's only you and me in the room. I know, yeah. Ooh, chalet, as the kids say. <laughs> do the kids say that? <laughs> I think kids do say it, so that's cool. <laughs> okay, what are you loving this week or not loving? All right, so I'm not loving, uh, I'm just in this like in uncertain position. Um, mm-hmm. I'm selling my townhome and I thought we were making it closer to closing and we hit a little snag. But mm-hmm. the good part is, is that, you know, I prayed when I was, you know, going, starting the process that whoever God wanted to have the home would have the home. So mm-hmm. if, you know, it's not meant for this particular person, then 
maybe God has another plan. So Mm -hmm. one thing that I did that I was loving this week is I had this little gratitude. um, It's like a picture frame. You know how when you go to like weddings and stuff, you can put the little uh, hearts, drop the hearts in the frame. Oh, yeah. Uh I use that for gratitude and just write my gratitude on the hearts. And so I dropped a heart in that said, God is in control. Like, I don't Mm. need to stress about this. You know, I'm grateful that God is in control. Um, so yeah, the downside was that we hit this snag because your girl did not want to have to pay another mortgage. Right. Um, in another addition. month. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. the good thing is, is that, you know, I haven't missed a meal. Clearly y'all mm-hmm. see that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining so that that's good. Um, but the real thing, not the real thing, but the other thing that I'm loving this week is, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, who is they? That's yeah, who I was about exactly. to say. Who is who they? Is they? <laughs> <laughs> so um, Bishop T.D. Jakes mm-hmm. normally does the Women That Are Loose um, in-person conference. Mm-hmm. And this year, of course, it had to go virtual. Right. And, you know, when Bishop does the opening and closing ceremony, it is always like an on-time word. He shuts the place down. Mm-hmm. You know, I just love it. Mm-hmm. For this virtual experience, you know, it's I'm at my in my home watching it on TV. I wasn't exactly sure what the bishop was going to bring. He brought he, it. He, he brought it. He mm. brought that word. It was um, called Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically talking about how God wants to use our beast, um, you know, to push us into our purpose, to, you know, gain it to, well, to show his glory to the world um, because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, um, no matter what we're going through. So, you know, mm-hmm. we always want to show the the beautiful sides of us and, um, you know, think that that's really where our testimony lies, but mm-hmm. it's really in the beastly parts of us or our situations that God is really trying to work and, and to show up and show out for us. So um, if you have an opportunity, um, the virtual experience was free, um, some portions of it. And so that opening ceremony, I think, is on YouTube and you can check it out. So hopefully it blesses you as much as it blessed me. Um, nice. Maybe you have a chance to check it out. Is this the last one? Did you tell me that before that this is going to be the yeah? Finale? So this is going to be the finale, um, and it was supposed to be in September in Atlanta. So now they pushed the in person experience to 2021. Um, so I'm already registered for that because they just moved our registration. So 2021 yeah. will be the last woman thou art loose. Yes, ever. I mean God willing. Yes, God willing. Because right. yeah, mm-hmm. COVID, we all know what this year was going to look like. That's exactly. right. So everything else is going good with you, though. Yeah, everything else is going good. I can, you know, I I, I really can't complain when you think about everything else that other people are going through. I have, Mm -hmm. you know, minor, minor things going on in my life. And I'm still here, still healthy, still grateful. If you need to complain and vent, though, that's all right, too. So to give yourself the grace and the space to do it. Oh, you know I will. I can hear (laughs) talking to myself like these people. That's good. You need that. You need to blow off a little steam. All right. Well, let's jump into today's table talk. Fall is in full swing. And in keeping with the October theme, our next few episodes leading up to Halloween are going to be about things that scare us. A little bit of a fright fest theme. With that being said, welcome to season two, episode three, Scary Conversations, Navigating Difficult Topics.
It's time to dig in, y'all. Let's go. So I know we have all had to have difficult conversations Mm -hmm. from family meetings to breakups Mm. to resigning from a job to just even Mm. having like a difficult conversation with an employee. Mm -hmm. Most of us can think back to a time where we had to prepare ourselves for a difficult conversation. Um, And sometimes, you know, going into that conversation with butterflies in our stomach, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on how things show up for you, you could have had sweaty sweaty palms. (laughs) (laughs) However, that anxiety and that anxiousness shows up in your life. Yes, we have all been there. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and and I was actually thinking as I was preparing for this episode that like right now in our sort of polarized political climate, polarized everything climate mm-hmm. um, that we're living in, so many topics are so volatile, and I feel like we often end up not talking about things or saving our breath to only talk to people who we think have similar viewpoints, whether it be about Black Lives Matter or you know pro life pro-choice or mm-hmm. any of these other sort of, you know, left versus right type of um, discussions. But the truth is um, those hardest conversations are sometimes the most important ones for us to hold space for. Um, so that being said, we want to really, our, first of all, ourselves lean in, but then challenge our community mm-hmm. to think about difficult conversations, scary conversations that um, we know would be valuable for us to have um, and to press ourselves one step closer toward having those conversations. Um, so with that in mind, we're going to share five tips today for navigating difficult topics. Yeah. And I know for me, I will be the first to admit that I think I run away from more scary conversations or difficult mm-hmm. conversations than I should. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can be very conflict avoidant. Mm. Um, So I think this is going to be a great episode in terms of tips for our listeners, but also um, for myself. So Mm. let's go ahead and start off. And these are in no particular order. Um, But our first one or first tip is starting with the bad news first. Mm. Tough messages should be clearly stated up front Mm -hmm. so throw that little um uh approach out the window you know like they say the positivity (laughs) sandwich you know oh yeah no no no. (laughs) or people be like what do you want to hear first the bad news or the good news like just keep 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 the main start with the main thing don't try to like the main thing people be hemming and hawing i feel like it builds up for the recipient number one they can lose what it is that you're trying to say because mm-hmm. you're saying all of this other stuff around it, like you said, the sandwich. And then number two, it can build up the anxiety. Like you're not even listening them to them because you're just trying to wait for them to get to the point. You the already the bomb. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I I totally agree that it's important not to beat around the bush and just start with the first thing instead of doing all that buildup. Um, okay, here's number two. Set realistic goals. Things don't always change with a single conversation, but it's always a step in the right direction. So if you know you have to, you know, you're ready to have this discussion with um, maybe a parent, but you know that parent, you know your mother, you know your dad, like the back of your hand, and you know that you're bringing this to them 
is not going to change, you know, 60 years worth of who they are. Mm -hmm. But I think opening up and having the discussion um, will, number one, be therapeutic and cathartic to you to get some of that off of your chest. But but people are listening. So I think giving people a chance to kind of like hear what you have to say and take a first step is always a good idea. Um, but we need to go into it with realistic goals. So if you go into it thinking, oh, everything's going to be perfect after this, then you might end up setting yourself up for disappointment. So set realistic goals and know that it's always a good idea to at least take a step in the right direction. Yeah, that that's really good. And in setting realistic goals, it's really important to be prepared for any possible bad reactions mm-hmm. or flared emotions. You know, when in the heat of the moment, um, you know, some people can get defensive, especially when you're delivering, you know, difficult news or you know having a difficult difficult conversation with them. So they, you know. Finger pointing can start denial, you know, arguments because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a kind of a can be a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Tears are all possible outcomes of tough conversations, even deflection. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, to bring that up. So this is, um, you know, we always like to bring in real time stories. And mm-hmm. one of our listeners kind of got into a little situation with her mom. Um, and needed to have a difficult conversation with her mother. And I, it's a topic that we may talk about a little bit more, um, maybe in that reparenting um, episode that we've mentioned a couple times, because my advice to her was that you need to have this difficult conversation so you can teach your mother how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like in every other relationship, you yep. have to teach your significant other, your friends, you know, how to treat you, your children. Mm -hmm. Um, And our parents, because, you know, for so long they were in control of the relationship went. Yeah. Well, sometimes we don't feel like we can tell them how they need to treat us. And again, like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think you have to have the conversation and you go into it with the realistic goal because, yeah, like you said, the, your parents have been your parents for the past 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Things aren't going to change overnight. But with constant reinforcement, honestly, just like you would with your child, mm-hmm. things can change over time. That's right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we can't control other people's emotions. We can nope. only control our own. Yes, you can anticipate what they're going to be and be emotionally ready to handle any reaction that may come your way, because, you know, sometimes that can throw you off kilter when Mm -hmm. you're trying to have that difficult conversation. So it's good to, like I said, just prepare yourself for the good. I think you can prepare yourself on both sides for the good and the bad. Yeah, I agree. All right. So with that, let me share number three, avoid the blame game. Mm. The goal isn't to judge who is at fault but to help manage better outcomes in the future, which is really just what I talked about Hmm. a few moments ago. Yeah. That whole emotional piece is really tough. I feel like separating our emotions and dealing in facts is a good practice when it comes to like, well, like you said earlier, you know, business conversations, um, speaking with uh, an employee, somebody that reports to you, or even these political discussions that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But there's really no avoiding feelings when it comes to conversations about interpersonal issues. Um, 
talking to, like you said, a parent or something else. So I think the best thing for us to do in those situations is to stay on topic and listen to understand, just like we talked about um, last week in the um, marriage episode. So with that being said, it, uh, it brings me to number four, which is summarize. And this is one of the things that we talked about um, last week on the marriage episode. It's helpful if you can paraphrase what you're hearing for clarity, Mm -hmm. um, but also to let the person know that you're really listening. Um, So if you can summarize what you hear and understand, it lets them know that even if our emotions are flaring or, you know, maybe they kind of went around Robin Hood's barn or whatever, um, here's what I'm hearing you say lets them know, not only am I listening to you, but I want you to know that I'm trying to understand you. And that clarity piece, you might say, here's what I'm hearing you say. And they might say, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Or they might say, kind of, but then tweak it. So um, I think that's a a strong tool in the communication toolkit period, but especially with these difficult um, conversations. Yes. And if you're the one, you know, who's bringing the conversation forward, I think it's also okay to ask the person, what did you hear me say to you? Because sure. these people may not have the tools to, you know, summarize on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're bringing an issue up to them, I think it is always good to just ask them, you know, repeat back to me what you heard me say um, yeah, so that or, things are not lost in translation. Yeah. Or if you feel yourself rambling, like I, you know, I tend to do that sometimes if I'm not really clear on my thoughts, which preparation is key, then I might kind of go off on a tangent or sell a, mm-hmm. tell a side story. So I think to even summarize what you're saying at the end and wrap it all in a bow, you might go that well in the fourth grade, this happened and, you know, talk to your parents <laughs> or whatever, get into your feelings. But the bottom line is I want you to know that I feel X. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't hear nothing else. Like we said, start with the bad news first. But I think another additional thing that we could try to do is maybe give a closing statement that says like, so this is what I want you to know. I think that's, that's really great. I just thought of that as you were talking. Yeah. This is what I want you to know. And this is how I want you to act moving forward. Forward. This is what I want the outcome to be. Um, Because so often we can get into the place where we're talking, you know, we're, we're giving out the information, but we're not really clear on what we want the, um, (coughs) <coughs> sorry, the outcome to be, and mm-hmm. we're not clear with the other person. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's really important. All right. So finally we have number five, which is to look ahead. Um, pretend it's two months or even 10 years from now, put that difficult conversation into perspective by thinking ahead to the future. The conversations that are hardest right now will seem less daunting. So Mm -hmm. just with anything, you know, it it seems like it's a major issue in the moment. But if you kind of step back and look at the the grand picture, this is a very, you know, can be a very small portion of a very large picture. The grand scheme and the grand scheme of life, as you always say, In in the grand scheme of life. And it's true. Like I'm trying to think about you know, maybe guys that I've had to let down gently or, you know, jobs where I've had to leave or have a conversation with a boss. Like, it's great here, but I'm looking for another opportunity. And I had those same butterflies or mm-hmm. those same nerves. When I think about those things now, they're almost inconsequential. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely like thinking about it beforehand. Like, I think, I don't know if this is... um sort of like a widely used tool. But when people say like, will this matter in five years? I think oh, this is yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I think this is um, a great time to apply it. So in the spirit of what we just shared, let me summarize what those five tips are. Number one, bad news first. Those tough messages should be cre- um, clearly stated right at the onset. Number two, set realistic goals. We know that things don't always change with a single conversation, but it is a step in the right direction. Number three, avoid the blame the blame game. Avoid the blame game. The goal isn't to judge who is at fault, but rather to help manage better outcomes for the future. Number four, summarize. Paraphrase for clarity and to let people know that you're really listening. Summarize what you hear and understand. And finally, number five, look ahead. Pretend that it's 10 years down the line from now and put that difficult conversation into perspective. Um, While these tips are not nearly an exhaustive list, it's certainly a great start. And I think that the main idea is that we make the time to process and prepare. And once we've done that, that we move forward with the courage to begin the conversation. And we know that once the conversation starts, then that healing and cleansing process will begin as well. Yeah, and I just want to highlight a part of your, the statement you just made. Have the courage to begin the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it can be daunting um, and overwhelming at times to build up the courage um, to have those conversations because we don't know how people are going to react. And, you know, I have had situations and I've, you know, had friends who have told me about situations where they just choose not to have the conversation at all and, you know, either think that things will fix themselves or decide that it's not worth the trouble and they're willing to take whatever consequence comes, whether that's, you know, positive or negative. Mm. Um, but I think we can avoid those, that, you know, space of, uh, that gray area mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. if we just face that conversation dead on. So have the courage to have the conversation. And sometimes that's a learned behavior. There are whole families that just don't talk about stuff. Just don't talk about stuff in this family. Um, and you know, if that's not your family, then when you do see it happening in some other family circle or some other group of friends, it can be jarring like, Oh, so y'all not going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. But it's a learned behavior. Or if you do come from that kind of family and then you end up being around, you know, a college roommate or a husband or someone else that you spend a lot of time with and you see another way to do things, it's very eye-opening. Um, so sometimes we're not even aware of some of the learned behaviors that we have. We might think we are having difficult conversations, but because we're all sort of in the same boat, the way we all grew up or the way we all are in this group of friends or group of family members, we don't even realize that we're barely scratching the surface. So it's good to expose yourself to um, different types of people, different you know, information, and, and try to just press a little bit further outside of whatever your comfort zone is. That is good. All right, ladies and any gents who are listening, <laughs> it is time for Tanil's date diary. Yay. Let me open up my diary for you all. Today's entry, Dear Diary. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get formal on you all. You know, I've been watching a lot of Moesha. You're giving big Moesha energy yeah, right now. Exactly. <laughs> The title of this, uh, what is it called? Entry, yes, mm-hmm. is Unicorns Do Exist, 
but beware. Mm-hmm. So as you get older, it is easy, so easy to get discouraged that you will, you know, not find or that you will find a man that you may label a unicorn. So a unicorn can be whatever you define it to be. For me, my baseline unicorn is a man who loves the Lord and fears God, has never been married, doesn't have any kids, and wants to be married sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Then there are some of my, what I'm calling unicorn enhancements. Hmm. Like he loves sports, likes to travel, loves to cook, and doesn't mind doing the majority of the cooking in a relationship. I'm sure there are some more things that my perfect unicorn would have, but for this entry, I digress. So every now and then, God will bring someone into your life to remind you that unicorns do exist. Just so you can hold on to the hope that your unicorn still might be out in the world, and he may just use people, again, to remind us that, you know, there's there's that hope. There's, you know, just because you think unicorns are so rare, there's more than one unicorn out there. But mm-hmm. then at other times, he uses people who are dressed up as unicorns. It's Halloween, y'all. Mm. You gotta beware of those costumes. <laughs> and so those, <laughs> those people are here to remind us that there are still ninjas out here playing around. <laughs> I didn't think that's what you were about to say. Yeah, there are people who are playing games. They want to yeah, come off sure. with their unicorns. But when you start peeling back the layers. The, it's just a regular the, horse. The regular <laughs> horse. It's just a regular old piece of like. <laughs> <laughs> so these oh, are the men who talk a good game, but when the rubber meets the road, they demonstrate the behavior that puts them right back into that. I put in my diary entry trash ninja category, but oh, as Lord. Maddie just said, they're just like a horse. I mean, you know, you're a regular <laughs> old horse. So men and women, because I don't want to be one-sided, stay losing out here because what they say they want and probably what they need is not who they chase. Mm-hmm. Although unicorns are fantasies, trust me, they can change your life. So I just want to thank God for reminding me that unicorns do exist and that any man's life would be immensely blessed by snatching up this true unicorn. Mm. Love that ending. Yeah. Snap, snap. Mm-hmm. I'm snapping mm-hmm. over my dag on so. Snap before you over here. Did you hear my snaps on the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Thank you for sharing your reflection with us. Yeah, no problem. And ladies, we are still accepting entries to share your stories on the date diary. So as I have said before, send us a DM, shoot us the email to hello at lovemadden.com. We would love to share your stories or answer any questions that I can um, or that Maddie can that you may have. So For sure. And if you want to be anonymous, if you just want to share a dating scenario about a quote friend, that's fine too. We certainly won't you know, share your name or information or anything like that on the air. So um, don't be shy. Let us know. We want to 
weigh in and um, especially when, you know, as we have guests and other experts on, we definitely want to have those topics. So let us know. Yeah. With that being said, it's time for a word with Madden. So I am going to open up um, with a single scripture that's um, on theme for our discussion today around difficult conversations and then just give a couple of thoughts around it. So the scripture is from Matthew chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. When you got it, say, I got it. I got it. All right. And the verse says, when they deliver you over, do not be anxious or worried about how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. And it will be given to you by the Holy Spirit. That's what the different translation says. Um, when I reviewed that scripture and and looked at that scripture last night as I was preparing for today's episode, I thought, you know what? There might be one more tip that we overlooked. Mm -hmm. I know we talked about preparation, um, but part of that preparation should be prayer. I think when we're moving into any challenging or difficult decision, situation, um, or conversation, we should always pray first. And that prayer should really be an invitation Mm. to ask the Holy Spirit to meet us there, Um, meet me there. So uh, the scripture says, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. Um, So sometimes, even if we didn't have the time to look through the tips or prepare the words or think about our summarizing statement, um, but we, you know, we feel like now is the time for me to have this discussion. If you could just take a moment to say, God, please meet me in this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, order my steps, guide my words, give me the words, bring the right things to my remembrance, um, remove any distractions, and you just open that invitation. It, it, it tells us right here in Matthew that God will actually give us the words that we need um, to have those conversations. And it also says to us, and we talked about this plenty of times before, but do not be anxious or worried about how you are to speak or what you are to say. There's nothing to be gained by being anxious about that discussion. Mm. So it just underscores for us that we should be preparing, um, but more than anything, we should be in prayer. I also think that there's something to be said about the divine peace that only God can give. Um, I think we often tap into it, seeking his peace after a loss, when someone's grieving, you know, we pray for the peace of God, the, you know, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Or sometimes we ask um, and petition God for that peace and that calm as we're going into a medical procedure or when someone's getting ready to give birth or we're waiting for a test result. You know, as I wait, you know, or as I prepare for this, Father God, please give me peace. Um, and I think it's important for us to also seek that same peace. Um, as we move through these difficult conversations and interpersonal relationships. I know that it was key for me on my journey to motherhood um, as I went through, you know, loss and grief and ups and downs. It kept me grounded and focused and it really served as an anchor for me throughout that journey. So before your next tough conversation, um, number one, ask for God's Holy Spirit to guide your words, to open your ears to hear, and to soften the heart of the recipient to be receptive. And then number two, 
ask him for that peace, regardless of the outcome of that discussion. Um, ask God to give you what it is that you're seeking and that you need. So that's my word for the day. Always a word. Thank you, dear. And now it's time for our very special and favorite part of the episode. It is the question Question of the the episode. episode. (laughs) All right. So today's question is, what's an uncomfortable topic that you've recently raised or will need to broach with someone soon? Mm. If it's upcoming, will you plan to go about it any differently given today's discussion? Um, so mine is about, um, COVID-19 and people having gatherings and inviting us to participate in events that we might not, that I might not necessarily feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, not just having the the conversation with the person, cause I really don't think it it necessitates a whole conversation. Either I'm going to be able to make it or I'm not, you know, Mm -hmm. but I've had to have some tough conversations with my husband about sort of my comfort level. Um, when it comes to maybe family functions, which no, we continue to learn. Those are the sort of the super spreader events. Um, those family functions where people feel comfortable and we, you know, we trust one another and we love one another. We know this person would never do anything to hurt us, but we also know that this is not happening intentionally. Um, there's a lot of transmission from folks who are asymptomatic. And so for me, I've had to broach these conversations with him um, as recently as today, actually, about what I feel comfortable with and how I need him to show up for me, particularly if it's his side of the family versus my side of the family. You know what I mean? So um, I had prepared for this um, episode, actually, I had already prepared for this episode this week in preparation for our discussion today, but it actually really served me well during my discussion with him, even though I did do a little bit of the blame game because it was like, which I know we said not to do, but it's like, okay, I need you to show up for me. You're not showing up for me or you're putting me in a tough spot or you're making me the bad guy when I should have been saying, I don't want to be in this position. I don't want to look like the bad guy. So I did a little bit of some of that you um, during our discussion because I was feeling just kind of like alone and I wanted him to partner with me on this, but I know different people have varying levels of comfort Mm -hmm. um, around sort of the times that we're living in, but I think we're all sort of dealing with some level of, um, even if you don't want to admit that you have some level of anxiety around it, I think we're all dealing with some level. Yeah. Michelle Obama said low grade depression. I mean, it's impacting all of us mentally. So you can pretend it's not, and keep moving forward. But I know what I, the nature of what I do for work, I hear about um, cases and get requests for prayer and all sorts of things on a daily basis. And it's overwhelming. Um, and then also just the nature of like my education, like Tanil and I, we both have our background in public health and, you know, we understand transmission of disease and all of those things. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm moving through life without fear. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to serve a God who I know can protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger. But at the same time, I'm, I'm being smart, and um, I think it's been important for us to have those conversations within our home about how we're going to act as a unit. Because 
this is not one of those things where I can only make decisions for me. Every decision he makes impacts me. It impacts our daughter. We live in the same home. home. We have to be on the same page. So that's my uncomfortable conversation that I had to raise just today. And um, it went well. I think at the end of the day, even though we, we circled around a little bit, at the end of the day, I think he did hear my heart and we were able to kind of come to an agreement on where we where we want to stand as a family. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Good. What's a, thank you. What's an uncomfortable topic that you recently raised or that you will need to raise with somebody soon? So I'm going to take this a little bit um, differently mm-hmm. because I feel like the conversation or the scary conversation slash difficult conversation that I need to have is actually one with myself. Um mm. So you don't, so I'm not going to necessarily employ uh, these techniques, but I do think I I just wanted to raise this as a topic for, you know, everybody's reflection is that sometimes these difficult conversations are ones that you need to have with, you know, internally. That's good. Um, So there are, you know, just some life decisions that I need to make. Um, and let me not, I'm saying I need to make. So I, I, I want to go back to something that you just said and the word with Madden segment is mm-hmm. that, you know, I definitely need to invite God into the, the conversation that I'm having with myself mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to make the these decisions in isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do need to be very clear on where it is that I stand and what it is that I truly want um, outside of any like external pressures or societal pressures that may, um, you know, be associated with the things that I'm trying to do. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't want people to shy away from having some of those scary and difficult conversations with yourself, because sometimes that's necessary to propel you to the next stage um, and season of your life. And so what does a conversation with yourself look like? Are you thinking, are you speaking, are you writing? What, how do you, what, how do you, um, banter with yourself? So it's a combination of things for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. definitely kind of internal conversation, you know, just thinking about things, trying to be still, um, with my thoughts, but then I also put pen to paper, um, to get those thoughts out because okay. they can, you know, you, they can stay there. And, um, I think once you write them out and you read them, um, it can bring a, just another level of clarity to the situation. Yeah. And, maybe, and it breaks that spiral yeah. sometimes, especially with, with toxic thoughts, it can be sort of a spiral. So I totally agree. Getting on paper, it gets it out of your head and it breaks mm-hmm. that like cyclical thinking. Yeah. And I think it's also important to do, you know, especially like with the types of conversations that I'm having with myself right now, like what are the pros? What are the cons? Okay. Mm. Let's really write those things down. So, you know, I'm clear on what they are and then I can make a more informed decision on how I want to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, I definitely think there's, you know, you need to have each of those components, you know, have that quiet time where you can sit with your thoughts and think about them, but then, you know, put them, to, to paper and really start to work through them. I think that's when you start working through them is when you see them and you can start making a plan for how you're going to move forward. 
Yeah. And have you created any um, or have you invited any sounding boards into those discussions with yourself? Like, are you bouncing them off like friends or coworkers or whatever these decisions are about? Or are you keeping them mainly internal? No, I've um, enlisted some good counsel of, okay. you know, friends, family. Um, you know, sometimes you have to be careful um, because mm-hmm. when you invite in too many voices, like all these people have your or my best interest at heart, right? But they all can bring very uh, different perspectives to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can, if I'm not kind of firm on where I am, it can, you know, shake me in a different direction that I may not want to go. But yes, it definitely is important to bring in some good counsel um, to just make sure, you know, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think about that? But don't use it as an opportunity to, you know, totally sway your decision. Yes, you you can be flexible um, once you hear what they're telling you. But I think you do have to have a solid foundation and be steadfast on what you're thinking as not to be, you know, easily moved, you know, one or the other. Yeah. And one of the things that you said when you first started talking about your conversation with yourself is that you want to come to a decision that is not based on external family or societal pressure. So Mm -hmm. in instance like that, it would make sense that you either have some, I guess, neutral sounding boards or that you... um, Right. You got to get that objective (laughs) opinion. Therapist. Somebody who really doesn't know you. Yep. Yep. You know, know, has skin in the game, but doesn't really have skin in the game. And also, yeah, non-biased. And ultimately, you know, we got to put our big girl panties on and make these decisions for ourselves. Like if we consulting with our our husband or our mom or our friend about taking a job and then, you know, they don't know all the intricacies of the current job we're on and and our field and what we're doing. Ultimately, yes, we can kind of weigh out the pros and cons and use someone as, like I said, a sounding board, but we have to be able to make these decisions for ourselves. So I'm so glad that you brought up having tough conversations with yourself because it's crazy, but we talk about avoiding difficult conversations with other people, but we also do it with ourselves. That's why we'll binge watch. That's why we'll do, you know, mindless TV. That's why we'll scroll endlessly because we don't even want to spend the time with our own thoughts um, about decisions that are in front of us. So kudos to you for making the time to do that. Thank you. So that's it. That's that's all all we got for today. Um, Hopefully you all are going to take the tips that we provided today and use them the next time you have to have a difficult conversation. Um, And so we look forward to hearing your feedback. If they work, if, you know, they didn't work, let us know. We always want to, you know, continue to make our tips better for the next time. Definitely. And I know that you're going to hear this in the outro if you stay on long enough to hear it. But please, please, please make sure that you're leaving us a rating, leaving us a review, hitting that subscribe button and sharing a link to the podcast with a friend. If there's any particular episode that you thought would be valuable to share with someone, please do. Um, It's really helpful to us. And, you know, that's that's really all we expect in return for the time that we take to put together this great content is just a a five-star rating, a review, a share, a subscribe. It it takes us really far. So thank you guys in advance for doing that. And Until shout out next to time. Me. Wait, hold on one, oh, one yeah. second. 
-hmm. I was gonna say shout out to Shanice because um, she left a review. Oh yay! Recently, so we want to acknowledge. Yes, shout out, thanks, girl. We appreciate you, and you uh, can find us on Instagram. In the meantime, hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. All right. Until next time. All right. Bye, y'all. Love you. Thanks for listening to Love Matters, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.